I started blogging. I started this work that I'm doing and I really bec- I really got more in tune with my sensitive side. And I really started to just embrace who I am because it made me feel so much better and so much happier to just be myself instead of trying to fit into this mold and impress people. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, my dear, sweet friends. So happy to be here with you for another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm sitting at my desk, looking out at the hills in front of me. My cat is sleeping on the bed behind me. My daughter is taking a nap. We'll see if I am able to get through the entire episode with my daughter napping. TBD, (laughs) fingers crossed. Um, But I am really, I always say I'm so excited about every episode (laughs) because I am, but particularly I've been feeling drawn to go in a particular direction with, with these episodes and with my content lately because I've just been seeing such a theme and something that is really needed for you all as highly sensitive people. So If you listened to last week's episode, then you know that one was all about explaining sensitivity to non-highly sensitive people. And if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely do that. That's one that you can share with the non-HSPs in your life. And my intention with that is really to help bridge the gap between HSPs and non-HSPs. I feel like there's often like this sense of division between us. Like, oh, like non-HSPs are just so insensitive and they don't care. And then and then on the flip side, they are viewing us as HSPs as way too sensitive and we're too fragile and we're, we need to toughen up. And it just feels like there's this huge gap a lot of times. And obviously that's such a generalization. You know, like we all, I hope, all of us have people in our lives who are not highly sensitive, who do have respect for us, who do, who are willing to see us and, and, and take steps to understand us. But in general, in general, I really do see such a disconnection in society. And I feel like I have an ability to help bridge that gap and to help bring understanding on both sides. And so I'm going to be making that more and more of a focus going forward, I, I always just like follow my intuition and what I'm kind of feeling into and what I'm seeing. And the, I see such an opportunity for harmony because I feel like there is a lot of disconnection. And with that disconnection 
comes a lot of pain and feelings of not being seen and not being heard and not being understood. And honestly, I can relate to this on a deep level. Like one of the most painful things for me in my life has been this like deep feeling of being misunderstood and no one fully understanding me and getting me and feeling like I'm a lone wolf and I'm just destined to like be alone. I mean, I'm not alone. I'm married to an amazing guy, but for a long time, I just felt like I had such a disconnect from from other people. So in this week's episode, what I'm going to be diving into is how you can feel more seen and heard in your relationships. So let's get into this episode. I can't wait to kind of peel this apart and I hope that you find it so, so helpful and supportive. So a couple weeks ago, I shared in my Instagram stories, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at Life by Alyssa, but I shared a poll or a a question box in my Instagram story and I just asked you all, like, how do you want, how would you like to feel as a highly sensitive person? Like, what is one word that describes how you would like to feel? And an overwhelming number of people wrote, seen, heard, understood. Like, I was just flipping through and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like such a huge theme. Like, and I know this, like I know this intimately, at, like myself and with this, the people I've worked with, but I don't know, just to see it like laid out there was really impactful for me. And I'm like, wow, like there is a lot of pain in us not feeling seen and heard. There is a lot of loneliness in going through life and feeling like we kind of have to hide ourselves and yeah, put a mask on to be accepted and to, to feel like we fit in. And that's painful to go day in and day out in our lives, feeling like we can't actually be ourselves. And, you know, this is like part of life to an extent, like you're probably not going to go to work and like fully be just like your full self all the time. I mean, maybe if you work at an awesome place, but like most likely we're going to have situations where we do have to like kind of reel it in, be more professional, you know, all of that. But a painful thing is when you go throughout your life in almost every interaction and you feel like you can't be yourself and you feel like you can't be fully seen for who you are. Like, That's painful. And that is where I think a lot of illness can come from sometimes because we are not being congruent with who we truly are, with who our soul wants us to be. It's like we're kind of just, it's like you're working so hard every single day just to fit in. And isn't that exhausting? Like, that's exhausting to have to put up this mask, to act less sensitive, to act like you don't care, to go along with what other people want you to be. Like, oh my gosh, it's just exhausting. And it's it's a, it's a lot more work to not be yourself than it is to be yourself. But for us as HSPs, we're often scared to be ourselves. Why? Because we live in a society that has told us, don't be so sensitive, toughen up get over it. Don't be a crybaby. Oh my gosh, you're so emotional. You're so dramatic. And so we're scared to be ourselves. 
We're scared of being hurt. We're scared of being rejected. It's painful. And I really, really want to help. I really want to help you make that shift. I really want to help you feel safer to be yourself so that you can feel truly seen for who you are. So how can we do this in our relationships? How can we get to a place where we feel seen and understood in our closest relationships? What you need to do is first see yourself. See and accept yourself. This is where the disconnect lies. And it's and when I say this, you might be rolling your eyes and you might be like, what are you talking about? Like, I see myself. I, I know. I know all of this. I know who I am. But a lot of times we are going into our relationships in our lives and, and navigating them and wanting the other person to fill the gaps for us, to tell us that we're good enough to give us that that validation that we are seeking and craving. And really, where the disconnect lies is that we are not actually seeing and embracing ourselves for who we are. So there's an, an emptiness. There is this feeling that there is a void within us. And if we can just be accepted by our loved ones, if they can just validate us, then we will feel okay. And so there is just this sense of like, oh, I'm not good enough. No one sees me. No one gets me. I want to share a story. I wrote a blog post about this um, recently, which I never write blogs anymore. But this one I did write because it, I felt so inspired. And my hope is that this story will clearly outline it for you so you can really see what I'm talking about here because I know sometimes these things can feel very abstract and I'm like I'm somebody I like need the specifics I'm like okay but what do you actually mean so here's what I mean here's what I mean so um growing up my younger brother is he's very smart he's very logical minded he is now an engineer a chemical engineer and so he's just always been like that very logical minded person and and not necessarily somebody who's going to be like having big emotions or being, you know, super into feelings or or anything like that. He's like, give me the facts. <laughs> like, if I don't see the facts, I don't believe it. That's just him. That's who he is. That's how he is. And for me, I was, of course, always the feeler, the emotional one, the the one who's very imaginative, who got lost in her own little world. And as I got older, I I got really into, like I would say in my early 20s, I got into spirituality and I started, you know, looking for like the angel numbers, the 1111 on the clock. And I started meditating and I started, yeah, just like feeling connected to a power greater than me. And that became a huge part of my life. And... I started to just embrace this within myself. And let me backpedal. I want to backpedal <laughs> to make sure this all makes sense. So that's where I got to being that spiritual person. Um, and as a kid, I was always like the emotional one, the big feelings, all of that. And the dynamic, the dynamic my brother and I had was that oftentimes he would kind of be rolling his eyes at me like, oh my gosh, Alyssa, you're so dramatic. Or oh my gosh, like how can you believe in this? Or 
you're making this such a big deal or like you're kind of like his viewpoint of me felt like he thought I was so out there. I was so ridiculous. I was making everything such a big deal. Like the things that I felt and believed were not based in fact or logic. So like, what was I even talking about? Right. So there was a lot of times where deep down, I just felt like I was not smart enough, not good enough. I felt like I was just this like airy fairy, overly dramatic, emotional person. And I didn't like that about myself. And I, I felt like it was a bad thing. I felt like, you know, in society too, like, let's just be real. Like people are often valuing logic and reason and science and math over the arts and over feelings and writing and creativity. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, everyone's like, oh, let's give me the facts. What's the research? What's the research say? And so that's what our society is really leaned toward. So for those of us who are more feelings-based and creative and imaginative and have interests that are not necessarily grounded in logic and reasoning, well, then a lot of times we kind of feel like, what's wrong with me? Am I broken? Like, like my interests and my, my strengths are not seen as valuable in the society. So that's basically my brother and I, where he's the logical, reasonable one. And I'm the (laughs) sensitive, creative, dramatic one. That's how it always felt. So then as I got older, got really into spirituality and honestly, it was changing my life. As somebody who always felt so anxious and was such an overthinker and felt like I was just so dramatic and couldn't figure myself out and had all these issues, like that's how I viewed myself, leaning into spirituality, feeling guided by higher power, starting to meditate and and um, read spiritual books, like it literally changed my life. For the first time in my life, I felt so like held and grounded. And I felt like it wasn't all on my shoulders. I felt so much happier and calmer and my life felt more enchanted. Now I didn't feel this way all the time. Of course, I still had like times where I felt anxious and all of that, but like it was immensely improved. And so I I just saw such a shift in myself. And this was also at the time in my early 20s when I learned about being a highly sensitive person. And I was just like really on this path of self-discovery and self-love and self-acceptance. And so I started to kind of step into this feeling of being unapologetic about it. Like, yeah, I like spiritual stuff. I like going to sound baths. I love meditating. I believe in angels. I believe in, in the universe guiding me like, yeah, I believe it because it was changing my life. And so the times I would see my brother and we'd be together at family gatherings, I started to just be like, really own it and be like, screw it. This is me. Take it or leave it. But of course, there was that wounding inside of me from childhood, from years of growing up feeling like I'm this idiot. I felt like an idiot. Honestly, that's like, to put it bluntly, that's the word. Um, where he was the logical, reasonable one, and I was just, like, out there. So there was that wounding, and there was this desire to be liked and accepted. And it's interesting because, like, we'll replay the patterns with 
with all sorts of people. So basically, because I felt like I was not logical and reasonable, reasonable and, and smart enough and all of that, I really like sought out experiences that could validate that, yes, I was good enough in those in those areas. So um, I ended up like going to work in the corporate world and I had a job that was actually very analytical. I spent like all my time in Excel spreadsheets. I and I and I spent a lot of time doing like math. I mean simple retail math, but I was doing that and subconsciously <laughs> I see now that that was a way to like prove myself like see look I'm smart. See I can do this stuff too. And then like with my husband who's amazing like he's an attorney, he's very logical, reasonable person and so I saw a lot of times where I tried to impress him and have ha, get his validation that he thought I was smart and that he thought I was successful. Um, and then, you know, same with my dad, of course. My dad's actually an engineer as well. So I, I often replayed that, or I totally replayed that all the time with him, wanting his approval, wanting him to be proud of me, working my way up in the corporate world, getting promotions, just to, just to feel like, hey, see, I'm good enough. I'm smart. I'm smart. See, <laughs> I'm logical too. So those were the things that I was doing. I was seeking externally for a long time. Then, like I said, I got into spirituality. I started to learn about being highly sensitive. I started to learn things about myself and I started blogging. I started this work that I'm doing and I really I really got more in tune with my sensitive side and I really started to just embrace who I am because it made me feel so much better and so much happier to just be myself instead of trying to fit into this mold and impress people, right? So here's where it all comes to a head. It was Christmas of, I want to say 2019. I think it was 2019. My brother and his now wife were visiting from North Carolina and we were exchanging gifts and my brother got me this gift and I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't ask for anything from him. So I had no idea what it was. And I opened the gift and it was a journal with a third eye on it. So if you're familiar, third eye is like, um, it's a spiritual symbol. It's like part of the chakra system, like whatever. It's just like a, it was a very like spiritual journal. It was a beautiful journal. And, and he got me, I believe he got me an Oracle card deck as well. But I got that journal and I started to cry. Like immediately I got tears in my eyes. I got choked up because it was a symbol of acceptance. It was a symbol of him seeing me. And it felt like the first time in my life where my logical, reasonable, science-minded brother really saw me and was accepting of me as this spiritual, sensitive, airy-fairy <laughs> deep feeling person. It was just like this like token of acceptance and it it was healing for me. That simple moment was so healing for me. And so I share this story because there was nothing that I had done to finally convince my brother to accept me and finally get him to validate me and tell me I'm good enough. I didn't there was none of that. The only thing that finally shifted was me accepting myself, me embracing who I am, me unapologetically owning who I am and being like, you know what? 
I don't freaking care. <laughs> I don't care if people think that I'm airy fairy and into spirituality and I'm sensitive and I have deep feelings. Like, yeah, I do. I do. And I like that about myself. That makes me me. I got to that place. And when you have that type of energy, when you embody that feeling, that acceptance, it's magnetic to others. When you see yourself, when you accept yourself, it exudes that to other people. And you're no longer putting out that vibe of, oh, please accept me. Please tell me I'm good enough. Please fill this void within me because you're filling that void within yourself. You aren't looking externally to be validating, be be validated because you are seeing and validating yourself. So that is my invitation to you. There's not this net, there's not necessarily a hack or a shortcut um, to get there. <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, just say this and then you're going to bridge the gap. A lot of it truly is learning to accept yourself and learning to really see yourself and value yourself and be in touch with who you are. Because when you have that, that type of self-acceptance, the way you move through the world is different. The things that you accept and will not accept are different, right? Because when you really respect yourself and when you see yourself as valuable and good enough as you are, well, then you're just not going to be available for people to treat you poorly, for people to take advantage of you, for people to ignore you, walk all over you, because you have this deep inner knowing that the way you are is good enough. And that's powerful. That's powerful. And so that is my invitation to you is looking within, doing the work to accept yourself, doing the work to really see yourself. And there's a lot to this. There's a lot to this. And that's where that's where this podcast comes into play. That's where my programs come into play. I have some new things coming for you soon. So please stay tuned because if you want more help and like how to get to that place, I have things for you to help. So please stay tuned. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Life by Alyssa because this is like my life's work. <laughs> this is like, this is my life's work to support you in this way to help you expand and grow and see yourself and value yourself. And so that is really what I want to offer you in this episode is like, where are the ways that you are not seeing yourself? Where are the, what are the ways that you are denying your needs, playing small, trying to fit into a mold that you think other people want you to fit in just so you can feel accepted? These are my questions to you. I know that it can feel hard. I know that it can feel lonely. I know it can feel like, oh my gosh, no one gets me. And I want you to know that you are not alone. I think I always say this. <laughs> I say it a lot because I just want you to really, really trust and know that you are not alone. You are not the only person who feels this way. You are not the only person who has felt like they're way too sensitive for this world. You're in good company. And I just want to invite you to start taking the steps to really see yourself for who you are and value yourself exactly as who you are. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. 
So if this episode resonated with you, I would love, love, love if you could share it in your Instagram stories, tag me at Life by Alyssa, share it with a friend or family member who may need it. And yeah, stick around, stay tuned because we have so many exciting things in the works for you. And I can't wait to continue to support you on this journey. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.